Hello and welcome to Down the Plug Hole, the podcast about student life under lockdown. We're here from Student Media at Bath to bring you an alternative take on everyone's favourite global pandemic with stories from our university community. This week's episode is all about the different types of people we've turned into during lockdown. At one time or another, you may have believed you were an individual, but this feeling is likely to have subsided since you took that BuzzFeed quiz which revealed your personality type was cheddar cheese. On that note, we're here today with the public service announcement you didn't know you needed to tell you which campus accommodation you are based on your quarantine persona. We're basing this on very extensive research in the form of anecdotes collected from a variety of uni group chats. So if the stereotypes seem a little insulting, just remember you're not arguing with us, you're arguing with science. So my name is Cathy Westall, I'm your host, and my guests today are Yaz and Leora. Do you want to introduce yourselves quickly? I'm Yaz, I'm a first year politics student, still stuck on campus, so that's been a whole vibe, just enjoying campus for what it is. Uh, Hi, my name's Leora. I'm a third year international management student with German. Currently stuck in Germany on my internship. Weirdly enough, it feels quite nice to slow down for a bit. Oh, that's nice. So now we're going to move straight on to the negative and insulting stereotypes. First of all, we have Eastwood and Westwood, who are the boredom-induced boozers. You're used to being the life and soul of the party, but now you're losing your sense of purpose because bridges shut and you can't neck Jager bombs as a substitute for personality. You're most likely to participate enthusiastically in those charity pint downing contests, supposedly for the NHS, but really just so you can prove how fast you can neck a pint. And you have loads of boozy Zoom calls with your many, many friends because you're too popular. But on the plus side, these people are most likely to be the most positive about lockdown and are determined to live their best life. Leora, you used to live in Eastwood, didn't you? I was the perfect Eastwood cliche. I used to religiously go out every other day. I feel like the biggest thing I brought to Eastwood was informing my housemates of what a strawpedo was. Ended up being quite problematic at times, but some great memories there. Nice. Now let's move on to some anecdotes that we've got in. First of all, we have my friend Alice, and uh, she's stayed in Oldfields, which is a bold move, but they've turned their living room into a new restaurant bar club called Le Lounge. They, you know, have Italian nights, they have club nights, they've befriended their neighbours during the NHS claps, and in a nice when life gives you lemons moment, they've discovered they're living next door to a dealer. So good news for everyone. Yeah, I have a quite a similar anecdote of friends from Oldfield as well called Sam, Tom and Ben. And they built a pub in their sitting room with an actual keg, hoping to transform it into a beer pump. They also managed to craft some homemade bar stools, chairs on boxes, basically, um, which have proven to be quite fragile. Apparently they did this purely out of boredom because it stimulates more interesting conversation than sitting on a sofa. And then they buy a 36-pint keg, which they usually finish by Friday night. Well, that's quite impressive. So how many pints a day would 36-pint keg be? That's actually too much maths. Yeah, I mean, apparently they said that they drink the majority on Friday night. So divide that by three, that is a lot of alcohol. Fair play. I mean, it's mm-hmm. nice that they're actually putting those engineering skills to good use for once, you know, actually being fun and solid effort. Okay, now, at the opposite end of the spectrum, we've got the quarantine overachievers in Marlborough and Salisbury. They've finally been given the gift of time to get on with their side hustle, whether that's running marathons, building an amazing home gym set up out of only books and a yoga mat, 
they're most likely to share an inspirational post along the lines of, if you don't work on your goals now, you don't like time, you like discipline. The main thing is that it doesn't count as an achievement if you don't post it online. So uh, what do you guys think of the overachiever persona? You know what, I think that I might be one of them because I have more time for my hobbies and obviously I still work, which encourages me to organise my day and get things done. But let's see how long this lasts. I mean, I've tried. I've downloaded probably about four online course platforms. I've got a membership to Skillshare. I have not used it. My only side hustle right now really could be procrastinating time baking for my Animal Crossing village. So if those are classed as side hustles, then I guess I'm bigging up that Marlboro and Salisbury vibe. But apart from that, in terms of learning American law, like I've seen some of my friends doing, I'm really not at that level yet. What are they going to use American law for? I feel like it's some kind of challenge that people have got. Like, what is the most random online course they can find something in? It's good party conversation thing of being like, oh, I've got an online course in the history of the jelly bean or something like that, you know? When you have to say three interesting facts about yourself, this is the perfect time to hone those facts. And I feel like I need to take that on a little bit more. But I feel like Marlborough and Salisbury people are definitely achieving that at the moment. That's actually a really good point because I always get that kind of real sinking feeling whenever the tell us something interesting about yourself thing comes around like because you never know what your audience is like how interesting you're actually meant to be whether you should just be like regular interesting or like bizarre off the wall kind of thing. Um, But that's definitely something that we've all been involved in. One of the countless Instagram nominations. Have you guys been nominated? Oh god yeah I had to pretend to run 5k. You faked it. I went for a run, but a lot of it wasn't running. I was a, I was a real noob. I downloaded a Couch to 5K app straight afterwards because I was like, this is just embarrassing. It was a good spur to action, but yeah, the charity is the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I did run the 5K and I was out of breath and dying at the end. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of a fitness app. I've got Strava. Uh, my home gym are doing a competition at the moment. We've all got these like heart rate monitoring belt things that like give you points based on like how much exercise you do I've been out there I have been pounding the streets of Bath I don't run like running is not my jam I'm a weightlifter we don't run I purposefully chose a sport that doesn't involve running and here I am I went for a 5k earlier I find it really meditative actually when you're dying so much but you can't, and you just can't think about anything else other than making sure your lungs work and the fact that you've got Kendrick Lamar in your ears, sometimes I really feel like I've ascended. <laughs> what, to the sort of like um, Kendrick Lamar Nirvana kind of level? Yeah, like you're just running along and like the bluebells are there, the trees are there and you're like, wow, I, I really feel like I'm like at one with myself, with my body, with nature. It's, kind of, it's quite, a, quite an experience. Wow, I should probably get better at running. This sounds actually really nice. No, it's true. And I mean, it's when you're sort of not really got necessarily much to do or not much routine. It is nice to have like a small electronic device telling you what to do and telling you how many calories you've burnt. I don't know if nice is the word, but it, it keeps you uh, in the real world, which is... Uh... Yeah, I mean, we all have different ways of keeping each other energised. And I have this anecdote from my friend Oscar, and he stockpiled 40 cans of Red Bull in his fridge. And he also works out whilst working to keep himself energised, which is crazy. And what's even crazier is... The fact that this one guy um, who, by the way, wanted to remain anonymous, which I think is wiser, cycled from York to Leeds just to visit some friends. Apparently, he nearly died. His bike gear stopped working whilst he was cycling up the hill. But he said it was worth it, which in my eyes is true dedication. But he should probably have waited a bit. 
until this quarantine is lifted. Yeah, that's a bit dodgy on the whole social distancing front, isn't it? But I mean, good luck to him for cycling all that way. <laughs> yeah, I have another friend um, who is on the other end of the spectrum, Anton, and he played the safe card and partied at home. He bought the Just Dance on the Wii. He did more dancing through YouTube, Insta Lives, and then did a, a suit shopping spree. A suit shopping spree, that's great. Let's move on to the next Corona persona. Oh, I didn't know that rhymed before. That's a real missed opportunity. Yeah, so now we're going to move on to the group that everybody loves to hate. Of course, it is Quads, otherwise known as the self-appointed kings and queens of quarantine. Bath is known for being a fairly middle-class uni, so it should come as no surprise whatsoever that there are a lot of immaculately manicured lawns and family cocktail parties popping up on everyone's feed with the caption, worst places to be isolated. I'll, I'll hold my hands up. I'll admit that I was in quads in first year. I also live in the countryside and my last Instagram post was of some flowers that I spotted on a walk in the woods. So I am 100% part of the problem. However, some are taking the smugness to greater extremes than others. Now, Yaz, you're in an interesting position because you were living in Eastwood, but due to the whole pandemic fun, you've been moving to quads. So what do you think of the stereotype? I feel like living in quads is like a mindset because I definitely feel like I've changed a little bit since I've been in quads. I don't know if it's because like you have your own bathroom, so you suddenly feel a little bit more refined, got more of your own space. I mean, doesn't look like a prison cell. I mean, I've ordered a watercolour painting kit online. Yeah, I'm definitely getting to that level. It feels weird. Every fibre of my being is opposed to this place. How are you finding the mood lighting? Mine's making weird noises. It like hums when it's turned off. Sometimes like I'll have it on and I'll roll over and then it will like start flashing all the different colours. And it is nice to have that dulcet purple light when I'm reading a book. It sets the mood quite well, which I guess is what it's supposed to do as mood lighting. Um, <laughs> no, 100%. I mean, I agree. I remember thinking in first year, like I actually would have rather had an extra like couple of square foot of floor space in exchange for... And also I used to headbutt them in the middle of the night. I would fall asleep and then I'd wake up at four in the morning with flashing green lights above my head because I'd leant against it in the night or something. And that was a, that was a real hazard. I hate to complain about living somewhere nice. I've seen so many people who now have these immaculate home gym setups that looks like they could rival their local budget gym. Let's move on to our next corona persona, the Woodland Court. They're your rich friend that you didn't know was rich until you went to their house. If you're this person, you might occasionally let your arga come into shot on Zoom, or and you also might misunderstand the meaning of the word estate in conversation, but Generally speaking, you are being very wise, keeping your cards close to your chest and keeping your barber jacket close to your hunting rifle. So, yeah, so you've stumbled across a new Bath Confessions page that you think could be the work of some Woodland students. Yeah, 100%. It has some very high production value. It's got a nice graphic, nice colour scheme. It's specifically aimed at COVID-related confessions, uh, which I think has been really good, kind of lightening the mood a little bit. Um, they've been posting a couple of things, but I definitely think this is the work of somebody in the background. We've seen the Posh Boys on TikTok. They are really coming out here with their high production value content and I feel this is exactly the same situation they're trying to one-up the confessions on Facebook 
different platform different kind of vibe oh interesting intel i've actually posted one of them and i feel very embarrassed because it has been posted but whatever no one will know it's oh me my God, which, oh, which one was it um i think the scheme is pink and it's a very long message oh my god and it's aimed for someone in particular so is it a confession a declaration of some sort yes but it's not a very nice one oh so it's not like a i love you i loved really? you but no i don't exactly oh damn it, oh, i found it i found it Leora has proper thrown shade here this this <laughs> this is a like podcast this is like a two-layer confession here well Whoever Leora's unrequited lover is, quarantine's the time to reach out. Yeah, exactly. I love this. This is a great, like, breaking news story. This is... uh... (laughs) Now, we'll just leave that bombshell where it is and we'll move on to the penultimate persona, John Wood slash Mystic Meg. Now, they, they take the air of mystery to new levels. They're so mystical that you've probably forgotten that they exist. Now, if you're this persona, you take pride in your spirituality. You're most likely to say something like, maybe this is just nature's way of telling us to slow down. Just maybe keep that hot take to yourself around any NHS staff you might stumble across. The spiritual side of things can go a little bit awry. You're also unusually susceptible to conspiracy theories. Good luck to you, but equally keep that on the down low because it's not helping anyone. I'm looking at you, Eamon Holmes. Now, a lot of people have told us about their weird lockdown dreams they've been having. And uh, those of a kind of spiritual inclination might be starting to try and interpret them and work out what their subconscious is trying to tell them. And we'll, in the true John Wood Mystic Meg style, try and interpret them. So obviously everyone's heart sinks when someone says, let me tell you about the dream I had last night. But, you know, this is a podcast. You can pause it and forward it whenever you want. Now, this leads us on to a lot of the really weird submissions that my friends have given in. One of my friends told me that she had a dream where she was having a little uh, little rendezvous with her ex-boyfriend, but she had to be really quiet because Vladimir Putin was in the next room. Now, what do you think of that? Maybe she just feels imprisoned in a way. She can't really get out of the situation. That's true, because I don't think she's particularly keen on her ex-boyfriend. I don't think she really likes Vladimir Putin either. So, I mean, whatever way <laughs> look at it it's not like a ideal scenario maybe it's a yearning for a past experience like we're all sat in quarantine yearning for our former lives where we were free maybe that's what this dream is about oh wow now the next one is even weirder one of my friends also had a dream where she tried to seduce prince charles and to add insult to injury was unsuccessful so that's just bad on so many levels what do you think is going on there I feel like if you're going to dream about trying to seduce a royal, I, I, I don't see how Prince Charles would be your first choice. That's what the weirdest thing is, because there's so many better options. I say so many, there are two. It's like like a bruised apple out of like <laughs> a bowl of mouldy apples. I mean, it's not great pickings there, but I don't think Prince Charles would be the one that I'd go for. Maybe she's a gold digger. But then again, they've all got money, haven't they? Like, Although Charles is next in line to the throne. Maybe, I mean, this is a big reach, but maybe it's like, you want to live in a palace because if you're going to be on lockdown then you're better off living in a palace than living nearly anywhere else so maybe it's like a subtle yearning for space and open grounds and stuff Mm. or like a desire for power like everybody's been trapped by quarantine and you've got this desire to 
kind of ascend yourself to some kind of power figure in order to change things maybe maybe she's dissatisfied with the way that the current people that be mm. are dealing with the situation and therefore is trying to uh buy a probably not the most ethical means try to get up do there whatever and... it takes interesting interesting i mean yeah imagine being dissatisfied with how the government's handling things i can't relate now uh the next one is uh, a little more not normal exactly but it's not necessarily quarantine specific so now we've got two of my friends actually who had dreams about threesomes when neither participant is their boyfriend and no, another couple actually have had a bit of uh, out of character lesbianism thrown in which is i don't know what it is about lockdown but there's definitely something some repressed feelings going on there i think it's probably got to do with obviously we're all used to being so busy and having so much going on and kind of so much like mental stimulus almost that now we're in this lockdown situation where you know if you're living on campus you're kind of not seeing anybody except yourself or if you're living with family you're just seeing your family the same surroundings and things like that your brain's not necessarily as active as it used to be and therefore maybe when we go to sleep this is our brain's way of entertaining itself by um dreaming about having sex with people other than your significant other but then i think again that probably has something to do with subconscious Maybe feelings being about being confined and things sexually frustrated because of i mean there's that as well yeah, I mean, I think I, I like I like your analyses. Yeah, these are good. These are these are good. I think yeah, maybe it's that people aren't kind of seeing enough variety of people in their day to day lives, so they're just subbing them all in to their dreams instead. And that makes sense. And yeah, I mean, you're I think you're right. We don't necessarily need a crystal ball to read the underlying message that uh, everyone needs to get laid. So uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those those first couple were. Uh, score nights and bridge nights are going to get pretty uh pretty interesting that's where the next spike is going to come from isn't it like you can almost certainly trace patient zero of the new corona kind of mutation back to whatever the first bridge night is it's it's inevitable now let's move on and uh just have a little moment of silence and reflection and a spare a thought and a prayer for Norwood. Now Norwood you're not you're not handling lockdown very well are you? For the last two weeks you've been rocking back and forth in a small grey airless room still hearing the faint echoes of angels pounding through your head even though score is but a distant memory. Now all of us are bound to lose the plot eventually but you've just beaten us to it just like you used to beat us into the queue for class every Saturday. Do you guys know anyone that's already fully cracked? I feel like everybody has a Norwood moment, don't they? Or in my case, more than one. I've definitely had a couple of moments during quarantine where I've just thought, oh, what does this all mean? And, you know, kind of got quite pensive about things. And I think it does almost translate so well to Norwood as a whole and the fact that everybody thinks Norwood might be a good idea for the free class and score tickets and the fact it's so central to everything and the fact it's so cheap. But then you know, you kind of take one look at it and realise that it's Norwood and you want to get out of there as quickly as possible. But it's actually quite funny because when we were all moved into the quads, all the people that didn't have en-suites, some of the Norwooders were actually the last ones to to kind of move and were the most resistant about moving. So maybe that says something about what we're all going to be like post-lockdown and the fact that, you know, hopefully we take some of the values and the things that we've learned to appreciate more, such as getting outside and 
spending time with our families and things like that that we take that forward out of lockdown which I think never thought I'd learn a lesson from a Norwooder but here we go <laughs> yeah these are not meant to say these are truly strange times but there we go yeah I mean I think that's a, that's a good way of looking at it that we've all been and we've all been Norwood at some point I do remember about a week ago I was trying to do a spreadsheet it was for my dissertation I'm not great with the spreadsheets or the numbers and I just I just looked at the spreadsheet and I just started sort of silently crying. I was like, this, is, this isn't normal. This is definitely a lockdown-induced breakdown because at the end of the day, it's just Excel. But um, I think everyone does just momentarily lose the plot and that's okay. I think you, it's, it's good, to, good to let it out, not to repress anything. Otherwise, you'll end up having a weird dream about Putin and no one wants that. We're kind of, uh, you know, we're taking the piss out of everyone here, but... Real talk, it's all fine. Any anyone that you're trying to be during quarantine, as long as you're not being super obnoxious or super dangerous, that you do you. So, little brief end note: we're going to be doing a podcast about different aspects of life on lockdown every week. And so, if you've got a story you'd like to share, anything weird going on in your life, anything funny, any good anecdotes, then we will be doing a kind of anonymous confession style Google Doc, which will publish and let you know about. So, yeah, I think that is just about it. Thank you very much, guys, for coming on and sharing your anecdotes and your wisdom. Yeah, we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.